You are listening to Glass House, where storytelling and vulnerability collide into a beautiful piece of word art. We all have a story. Let's take time to listen. Treat people like people. So sit back, get cozy, and really listen to the hearts of the people around you. My name is Leanna Harrison. I am the host, producer, editor of this overly ambitious project, and I want to thank you for tuning in. This is Glass House. Let's get started. I'm excited to endeavor on a journey of episodes revolved around memories, or in this case, the lack thereof. I have a few fragmented memories, all very impossible to piece together from my childhood. The girls will sometimes ask me, did you have this as a child? Or ask me to tell them a bedtime story about my past. I have for so long been interested in this seemingly mysterious gap in my life. Psych Central says this about childhood amnesia. Individuals who have difficult childhoods or who have experienced a trauma often report limited memories. From a psychoanalytical perspective, one reason for this may be that the unconscious mind blocks these memories. The memories may be blocked because the individual is not psychologically ready to handle difficult events or experiences. Those memories may be slowly revealed to the individual over time when they are psychologically able to handle them." I know from others a few details. My aunt said that when I was in a room full of strangers as a child, I would go around and ask the women if they were my mother, her absence looming like a dark shadow. My father tried to kidnap me when I was younger, something I had forgotten about until I left an empty glass casserole dish on the stove while the burners were on. It eventually heated and exploded glass all over my kitchen. This was a trigger to a memory when I was a child, the police officers telling me not to stand in the kitchen, which was covered in glass from my father breaking the kitchen window. I have wonderful memories too. I do not want to pretend to be the victim in life. I just want to know what I was like. I know I was loved. My grandparents who raised me loved me. They loved me wholly and fully. And I still yearn for the assurance of love and acceptance. But I know aside from Father God, I will not find anything in the world able to fill that. I remember falling asleep in the living room growing up because my grandfather told me to listen to the rain. We both fell asleep listening. I remember my grandmother teaching me to cook Chinese noodles, or what I called ramen noodles. I remember game nights and large pizzas. I remember the weekends I got to spend with my cousins watching scary movies, then the residual nightmares from watching scary movies the weekend prior. I am loved, and I was loved. This is merely to fill in those gaps. What was I like? What did I like? What did I want to be? I'm excited to journey down memory lane, so to speak, with you, my friends and listeners. Hello there. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, you know, 
Yes, thankful it's Friday indeed. Last night was kind of stressful. Because I had a drug screen on a baby. A little, Aww. yeah, and it was positive, and it was just so sad. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of bring it full circle, considering what you're calling. I know, I know, I thought so about it's that. kind of ironic in a sense, but, you know, it's life. I just have three questions. Introduce yourself and how you know me. My name is Kim Wallhoff. I am Leanna's first cousin on Moms and Sisters. Okay, and your earliest memory of me? My earliest memory of you would be you laying in the hospital bassinet. It was kind of a terrifying memory, though, because when I walked in the room, I had never seen a baby shake, and I didn't know why a baby was shaking like this. So you just lay there shaking uncontrollably, and then later on, on the way home, my mom explained to me why you were shaking. And it was because I found out you were addicted, born addicted to drugs. And do, <laughs> yeah, do any other characteristics about me as a child stand out since I don't really know a lot other than, you know, memory, and memory tends to, I, you know, it's just fragmented, so I didn't know if you could help with how, that. How old are you? tendency, but I have learned to adapt. And overcome that. Yeah. So a higher EQ means I could just interact with people as an extrovert, but it does require more energy from me. Right. So. I think that's totally normal. Yeah. And I feel like your brother James is the same way, but Marie is not. <laughs> yeah. Marie's definitely an extrovert. Yeah. And for her as a child, she was definitely the more outgoing child, more willing to play with kids and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and you were, I can always picture you sitting on Grandpa's lap. Like, he called you Step and Touch It. Did you know that? I remember that now, but I don't remember you know, what it means. Because he would, he would sit by him and he would say, go on, Step and Touch It. And that meant, go step and fetch whatever I'm telling you to go get. So, <laughs> he would say, step and fetch it. My cigarettes are step and fetch it. 
of Coke, and you would go run and get it. You were in love with that man. That was your father in more ways than one. And you, you guys, I don't know, you guys were just buddies. I always just, you, that's the other thing. You always were sitting on his lap. I remember that. Yeah, I loved him very much. I, I think we all did. I mean, we all do and did. And it's just a shame that when you get older, people die off because it's not until you become an adult you realize the relationships you want to have with those people. Right. Do anything to, like, be able to sit down with Grandma and Grandpa right now and have just an adult conversation. I thankfully was an adult the last few years of their life, but I was, I was young. I was in my early 20s, and I was too busy in life to spend as much time as I wish I would have. And it's just something, you know, you look back and a situation you can't get back. It's lost time. Yeah, that is very true. I th that was a lot of our uh, reasoning for wanting to move to Joplin was, you know, the opportunity arose and to be near, you know, Talbot's grandparents and great grandparents and for the girls to have that relationship. You know, not not that in Ohio there's not, you know, older siblings. No, and, I get it. No, but, I yeah, I wanted them to have, we would only come down here once a year. What a shame it would uh -huh. be for them to pass uh -huh. and the girls to not, really not know. know them. Uh -huh. And that's the thing, like, with Grandpa Lau, I was, I think she considered his caregiver the last few years of his life. I went over there several times a week and cut his grass and brought him food and wrote out his checks and paid his bills for him and stuff like that. And him and I were so close. He called me sissy. I mean, God was I so close to that man. And it's something I also wish Granny had lived longer so I knew Granny as an adult. I was probably about maybe 11 or 12 when she died. But I have had so many people like Janet and Mary Jean or even Lisa tell me that my personality reminds them so much of Granny. So I would have loved to have known her now to see how our personalities compare. Yeah. You and even Greg were so nurturing. Uh, he... I, yeah, I mean, to me and to everyone around you, you kind of always stepped in as that caregiver. And I think I've told you this a million times, but... I, I remember a Christmas Eve that you were like, okay, Leanna, you have to take a bath now. <laughs> I don't remember that. You told me Yeah, and so you were like, this is how people wash themselves. And you were like, if soap bubbles appear, that means you're doing a good job. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Probably in the third or fourth grade. So I was a teenager then. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's just oh, like, yeah. that's just your personality. You walk in and you just... Take over. Take, I mean, in a good way, though. In a way yeah, that needs to I be done. Yeah. Gotta make everybody feel welcome. And if they need to be pulled out and take a bath, and then I'm gonna tell them. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I would say my hygiene improved a little bit. Oh, gosh. Still <laughs> room for growth. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, looking back, like, I, I can picture you as 
a young child, so I would say, like, definitely the, the baby incident when you were in the hospital. That will, will never get that out of my mind. And then I just always picture you as, like, I don't know, maybe around six or seven. And then my next vivid memories would probably be when you're, like, 12 or 14, coming over to my parents' house to swim once we moved over there. And there again, and don't take this wrong way, but you were just that awkward teenager. Like you, I just feel like you seemed lost. Like you were just trying to find yourself. Yeah. And that's, I think that's normal in teenage years. <laughs> By that time, I was probably, well, I would have been in my mid-20s. And of course, then I thought I had it all figured out. And watching these teenagers play in the pool from afar, and you just, huh, this is what I think's going on. <laughs> Yeah, I I would say still trying to find my way through those awkward teenage years. <laughs> I am. 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 I am.